0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter, featuring my amazing co-host, SK. Thank you, thank you. So great to be here. We are back this week. I am recovering from the Rona. We are in mask in the studio right now. We are masked up. I'll, you know, just taking precautions, but we talked to Gabby Pavelko, My amazing friend and mentor, she is incredible. She helped start this company called Good People, and they basically help brands connect with consumers and kind of understand their niche in the industry better. She works with so many cool brands. We talked about the coolest things. My favorite was that infused chocolate brand in California that is now offering a white glove delivery service. We also got to sample a cannabis infused perfume that actually has THC in it. So you have to buy it at a dispensary in California. It is green. It's Um, bright green and it smells beautiful. I love it. It And it's a roll on. Yeah. Roll on. It's like a pine, pine kind of scent. Some in there. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful, and it changes with whoever's wearing it, which was cool.
1: I I think the biggest thing that I took away from this episode is that things are gonna change massively in the future. But sh- like people like Gabby are laying the groundwork to keep things smaller and more value driven. So
0: yeah, what they're doing over there at uh, Good People is amazing. And yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the episode. Please remember to like and subscribe, and give us a good review. You can follow me personally on Instagram at mccarter gets high. Yeah, and I just want to really quickly shout out um, Betty White
1: today, as we're recording, would have been her hundredth birthday. So uh, rest in peace, and um, yeah, what a beautiful person all around. So yeah, um, she
0: was such a pioneer for women oh, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Much
0: love. We're sending you love, Betty. This one, this one's for you. This one's for you, Betty. And stay high. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of High Minded with MacArthur, featuring SK, my amazing co-host. Hello. I'm super excited to be back with my friend Gabby Pavelko is here. I'm super excited. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: It's your first podcast. I can't believe it. My
2: first podcast. <laughs> I feel like a newbie here, you guys. I'm like, what do I do?
0: Yes. We're like, just just put on the headphones, you'll be fine. But yeah, can you do you mind introducing yourself and of then course. we can just talk about whatever?
2: Yeah. So I have been in the cannabis industry since 2017, and um, I started a company called Good People in March of 2020. We are cannabis consultants, and it's crazy. It blows my mind that it's already been two years. How? Had no idea. Like, How? What was going to happen over the past two years? But um, you know, first and foremost, we're a community of people all over the world. Now we're 112, which is nuts. Whoa. Wow. Um, all over the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and...
0: Congratulations. You were so amazing.
2: Well, you know, it was really kind of an idea that has been in my mind for a long time, just meeting so many people in cannabis and being like, how do I bring people together? Because a lot of people are on islands, you know, working in this industry. They're hustling and they're doing their thing and they're working so hard, but they don't really have a support network. And my value that I've brought to the industry, I think is really through my relationships and the trust and the network that I've been able to build. And so started telling people, Hey, I'm starting this company. Do you want to join? And, you know, at first we were like, we're going to bring in 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. Now we're like 112. And there's a kind of almost a wait list of people waiting to get in. Cause we can't bring them in fast enough wow. because we really want it to be thoughtful. Like when people come in, we want to onboard them. Um, A lot of people are new to the cannabis industry, so we wanted to be like a gateway where people can come into the industry, but also a lot of people are experts all across the board. And so our goal is to work with clients that we're vision and mission aligned with and um, help them with anything they need, be their first phone call, uh, no matter what they need. So
0: amazing! Oh, that is so cool. I just... I admire you so much, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I admire
2: you so much. No, <laughs> I mean, stop it. what you're doing is amazing, <laughs> so thank you. Yeah,
0: I feel like we totally align in so many ways. I'm all about just, like, relationships and connection, and I just want to bring people together, same as you, and just continue to educate and learn myself. Like, so I always bring people on the podcast that I personally want to learn from and then just be able to spread that knowledge you know, just out through the internet easier so that, you know, hundreds of people don't have to talk to you directly. They can hear this amazing conversation. But um, yeah, where do we even jump in? I want to hear all about your work, like how important it is, because I know you'd talk a lot about and work with like people who are very ethically and morally aligned and, you know, kind of all looking for the same thing and trying to make the cannabis industry like the best it can be and not like... All these yep. other industries we see around.
2: Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I think being in the cannabis industry for a few years, I've seen a lot of things and a lot of companies come and go. And, uh, you know, one of the things that people say, like, what makes you different? Like what really makes you different? And I think when potential clients talk to me, they say it's very refreshing because I'm not trying to sell them something You know, I'm not trying to sell them a service or something that we do. I'm really trying to understand why they want to be in this industry and how like they're going to fit into it. And our first goal is to normalize this plant. Yes. All of us just want this plant to be recognized as medicine and Mm -hmm. we want to destigmatize that. And, you know, (laughs) how do we do that together? Right. Like, how do we rise? The million dollar question. (laughs) Rise all tides. Yeah. And I mean, people ask me all the time. They're like, why are you doing what you're doing? And like, why aren't you charging for like this or that? And I'm like, because that's not how we create a sustainable industry. Like, yeah. you know, if we just think about these short-term kind of solutions, that's, that's not the right way to think about it. What are the values of your company? Just Yeah. So we have six, um, like it's called good people. So our first value has to be people first always. And I think that is a huge thing that drove us to start this company, which is in the cannabis industry, a lot of people come in and they take whatever job they can get. Mm-hmm. And sadly, a lot of times they're either overworked, underpaid, mistreated. I've heard horror stories about Ugh. things that have happened. And it it's really crazy because it seems pretty unique to this industry, like just how mass scale this has happened. Exploitation is Yeah. yeah and everywhere. so first and foremost, we really wanted to be a place where people felt like they could come and kind of feel safe and talk about, like, the stuff that has happened before, but also where we could fix some of these problems, right? Like, it's really hard to get into the industry. It's really hard to figure out your right place in it. And so we like to be a conduit for that. And so one way that we do that is we actually worked with a beverage company in California, and we, we were their sales team for the whole state, right? So northern, southern California. And they were like, hey, we love your salespeople. You have the best salespeople in the whole industry. Can we hire them? We just got a bunch of funding. And, you know, a lot of people are like, wait, what? Like you should charge them a recruiting fee or something like that. And I'm like, no, because it's good for the industry. And it's good for, like, yeah. them. It's good for the people. And they loved each other, right? So – what, like, why is it for yeah. me to be like, I'm going to charge you to or, work together? Yeah, why are you I'm trying to put a man. price tag? Like, yeah, and I feel like that's the long-term view that we have. Like, a lot of times we'll go in and take even executive roles at our clients for a temporary interim So interesting. capacity, And they'll make us co-founders, you know, um, wow. because it's so early stage and we, like, contribute so much to mm-hmm. bringing them, you know, introducing them to investors or launching their product wow. in a very competitive market. And it's, you know, it's, it's really challenging sometimes to find people you can trust. Yeah. So that's really where it goes back to people first, always. Um, the second value that we have is the power of us. And that kind of speaks to that too, which is like, we're all stronger when we're together.
1: Yeah. So yeah. how
2: do we work together? Uh, we have this, you know, big idea of like, we're not competitors with anyone, mm-hmm. Even I love people that. say, yes. oh, I'm a competitor of yours. And I'm like, let's get on the phone and figure out how we can work together. Yeah. Because you're doing something different. We're doing something different. Like doesn't mean that, you know, you're right, I'm wrong or vice versa. But how do we figure out like how to sustain this like so that it's better for everyone? Yeah. You know, like, like there's you said, race every boat. Like Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I will welcome a conversation with like literally anyone.
0: And now time for a quick commercial break. Everyone, please check out the Weedmaps app. They have trusted information where you can find deals, save money on cannabis, compare menus, prices, and products. You can also continue learning about cannabis hemp products and so much more. Download the Weedmaps app today. I just kind of want to talk about like some products that like like keep us excited kind of about like the future of the industry and kind of what you're saying because um, with this amazing THC perfume cannabis perfume you gave me I I love it it smells amazing amazing and I just love seeing what people are doing to elevate because I feel like the more we elevate it the more people are like oh look how beautiful that is you know this isn't some just like disgusting plant whatever that smells skunky squashes the stigma yeah
2: exactly yeah you know it's interesting because before I got into cannabis I did product development for food Mm. and it's very similar in a lot of ways um One of my first jobs was at Earthbound Organic. um, Oh, yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah, I was everything but salad. So they would be like, hey, you know, we have a surplus of kale. (laughs) We have an 18-day shelf life. Can you figure out what to do with it, basically? (laughs) Oh, my god. So I would puree, juice like freeze, you know, we would have to figure out what to do with it. Um, actually, the CMO of Earthbound at the time is now in the cannabis industry. And I'll tell you more about what she's working on. Everyone's but making their way over slowly, but surely. It's so cool because, you know, back awesome. in the day when I got into cannabis, like talk about, you know, normalizing it even for other people. They're like, what are you doing? And you're selling drugs? Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm working in plant-based medicine, Literally. you know. And then now they're all calling me, being like, hey, you've been in the industry for a while. Can you get me in? Or I'm uh, I'm joining. Can you help me? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm yeah. so happy to see other professional people wanting and are interested in this as a CPG industry. You know, we have all thought that all along. Like, there's gonna be so many amazing products coming to the cannabis industry. There already are. But they all need to still have a reason for being. Mm-hmm. So right. I love this. So the perfume that uh, you guys were talking about, it's by a company called Drew Martin. And they're in California. Uh, you know, we worked with them to help them launch their botanical-infused pre-rolls in California. But they have hand-painted edibles that they're delivering Epic. with, like, a white glove service in L.A. Amazing. Oh, that is through the roof, and I love it. Like <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> Another level. Perfume, yeah. I seriously, like... I just use it all the time because it it has that aromatherapy effect. Yeah. Um, It has Jack Herrera, actually, I think is the strain that's in it. And then Heretic um, is, you know, a luxury perfume company. But talk about just like beautiful packaging, beautiful product. And I'm obsessed. Um, You know, I am too now. A big fan and got you into the Saunders Space Crystal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Still uh, one of my favorite products that's been developed of all time because not only is it fun and it's nostalgic, but. It has a medicinal benefit in the sublingual absorption, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, as it's
0: cannabis pop rocks. I need to. I still have a couple left. I like keep them so sparingly because I'm like, oh, I don't want to like run out. Yeah, you've told me about those. Yeah, yeah. Like, Love that. Gabby has. She's introduced me to all of the coolest cannabis companies, like run by women or you know people in the queer community um, or people of color that are like just really pushing the boundary and like. Just, yeah, keeping us woke, really.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite uh, new brands that we work with, they're called Cohen. They're these little cannabis cordials. Um, Ooh. They're amazing because uh, – so they actually just won the most um, innovative product at LMCC. Oh, so cool. That's awesome. yeah. I need so, to sample these. <laughs> they're beautiful. The packaging is really beautiful. But what's so cool about what they're doing is like there's like calm and there's sleep – not sleep, but um, – there's uh, balance and play and create they're yeah. coming to sleep on soon. I don't know if I'm <laughs> supposed to say that, but um,
0: you know, I really like that approach, like the effects. And 1906 does that too. Yes, and I love
2: 1906 mm-hmm. also. We don't have 1906 in California yet. That is weird. They're they wanted
0: a, to go for like Illinois and yes. weirder or n- not weirder,
2: newer, <laughs> newer newer markets. I think Less they're, saturated I think they're really yeah. I think they're really smart in that strategy because um, You know, a lot of times the consulting that I actually do with brands is I'm like, don't come to California. Seriously, right now. You're competing
0: against hundreds of thousands of brands. California
1: has so many brands and all their packaging is on point and it's so beautiful. How would
0: you ever stand out or make any money? Well,
2: so I think what's actually really interesting is that, in my opinion, brands who really understand being a brand and what that means are going to be successful in California. Mm -hmm. I think- for a long time, people were just trying to, like, give stuff away, you know? Yeah. Um. And that doesn't work anymore because you can give away a lot of stuff and it'll just sit on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think what – where we're moving in this kind of next year is, like, really establishing, like – consumer having loyalty to certain brands yeah. because they get consistency and I think that's what you know companies like the ones I'm talking about like these Cohen products it's like every time you try one of these if you're having an anxiety attack you you take calm and you mm-hmm. know in 10 minutes you're gonna be calm like wow. I have been in the midst of like one of those like just oh like yeah you know my heart's pounding really fast and yep. like She'll remind me, like, "Hey, take a calm." And I take a calm, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, it seriously <laughs> that is works. Amazing. It's amazing.
0: Wait, so you just like, it's like a little shot.
2: Yeah. Almost. So it's interesting because um, they're tiny, like they're a tiny little bit of alcohol, or not even alcohol. It's a tiny little bit of terpene based mm. formulation, and it's all cannabis. And so the taste is pretty mild, but you okay. just like swish it around in your mouth. And so it sublingually absorbs as well. And I I think this is very nerdy science, so stop me at (laughs) any point. But when you smoke or when you vape or when you take something sublingually, it actually stays in Delta 9. Um, THC. But if you take an edible, it actually converts into Mm 11-hydroxy when it goes through your digestive system and your liver. And so that's not good, bad or whatever, but it's for people who kind of want that high that they know, like that, you know, Delta 9 THC high. It's like you get that a lot easier through sublingual been oh. through an edible. That's why people wow. have bad edible trips. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, this is information
0: like I need to repeat.
2: Yes, and um, <laughs> the the Sonder ladies did a very creative educational video about this around those space crystals. You can oh, see it yes. on their Instagram. It's very beautiful, and it's like a robot, um, like from space. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. their <laughs> stuff
0: is so cool. They're the most. Uh,
2: great. <laughs> yeah. Well, the space crystals
0: are. They're the cannabis pop rocks. Yeah, pop rocks, yeah. yeah. Um, those are so cool. I honestly think that, like, the sublingual is, like, the way to go with, like, tinctures and the things that, like, dissolve, like, the strips and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love
2: Kinslips. Um, yes. Yes.
0: And because I feel like Escape Artists and some other brands were mm-hmm. trying to do the sublingual strips, but it hasn't – nothing in the Colorado market has really taken off.
2: You know, I think that it goes back to – really like investing the time to make the product, you know, one do some testing with consumers before mm-hmm. you launch. I can't tell you how many times people come to me and are like, "Try this." And I'm like, "I wish you had come to me before you like got the packaging and all that stuff because yeah. it's like I would change a few things, right?" But not even And just, then that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, but not even just Me, like, we tested amongst our 112, right? Like, we'll send everyone and good people to try and we'll get you feedback from all these experts in the industry. Yeah, that's a great sample size. (laughs) Yeah, and I think what it comes down to is, like, you know, companies and brands like Kinslips and these, like, really quality products that you go to over and over and again, they've invested the time in the research. Like, Mm -hmm. they've tested the products with consumers. They've done shelf life testing. You know, they've really made sure that, like, they understand, like, everything that could go wrong with yeah. that product, yeah. like, um, Pop Rocks, humidity, and um, heat yeah. are not their friend. Oh, right? yeah. So if the you've h- ever left humidity them, like, makes in your car yeah, in just, the like, summer crazy. or something, it's so gross. It's uh. gross. <laughs> yeah. So you have to keep them, you know, like, what I love in about... In a cool, dry, dark place. <laughs> so what's really interesting is in Colorado, I remember learning this, like, here, and then Washington State, and even Oregon, like a lot of you guys like refrigerate your concentrates, like Mm -hmm. in California, like that's not really a thing yet. And it's so interesting because there's like tons of connoisseurs like in different markets and like how they even treat and interact with the cannabis is different. And this is the stuff that I like observe, like when I'm working with like a a new brand or something, but you know, we'll have people who say to us like in California, like, I really want to put this in like a refrigerator. And we're like, There's not a ton of refrigerator space. Like beverages are taking up a lot of refrigerator space right now in California cannabis, um, which I love. I love cannabis beverages. Yeah. Um, Really big fan of – have you guys tried Wonder yet? No. I've Mm -hmm. tried the C-A-N-N. Can? Yes. So love the low-dose Mad Lily and S-Shots. So good. I'm going to get you guys. Oh, there's so many things I need to try. (laughs) They're so good. But um, this whole idea of like – instead of having, you know, alcohol or even like the – hard seltzers Mm -hmm. um, or even just sparkling water that's like blowing up right now or kombucha. It's like, is there a way wine? Um, Jamie Evans just launched a new cannabis rosé, which I'm- Wait,
0: I saw this. I saw some influencers in California posting about it and I was like, I need to try that.
2: Yes. And Warren Bobrow just launched the Apple, um, his Apple product, Klaus, I I think it's called. Um, I just tried it for the first time. Delicious. Like, it's crazy to me how you can get cannabis beverages to taste so good, but also I would so much rather drink that now than anything. Yes. Yeah. All day, every day. Especially (laughs) when they're low dose. Like, you know, Can, Wonder, uh, Mad Lily, a lot of them are really targeting kind of those like newer users. Yeah. And um, I love just being able to have, like, you know, multiple of them similar yeah. to sublingual mm-hmm. they're absorbing in your mouth as you're drinking it so that's what i was going to ask is it all through sublingual is it or is it through the liver then too well so they use nano emulsification um, oh yeah you know which is a very complicated process to explain to like consumers so i don't yeah. think that people have done a really great job necessarily yeah. in explaining it vertosa in california is like one of the larger people that that um, patented this process, but you're basically taking like the cannabis molecule and you're making it fit inside the water molecule. So it's actually, it's more bioavailable, you know, you're getting more cannabis into your bloodstream eventually, you know? And so it's a very different kind of administration. I think the issue with all of this kind of science stuff, right? Yeah. Is that people get kind of bored hearing about it. So it's like, how yeah. do you make this in a consumer digestible, like friendly yeah. way? And I, I don't know if anyone's done a really good job. And then, you know, there's some edible companies in California that, advertise as being nano but if someone takes something that says it's nano and then it doesn't hit them for two hours yeah. then they lose faith in nano yeah. altogether so it's oh, like yeah. kind of like live resin or you know some of these terms where like no one has really clearly defined exactly mm-hmm. what it is although there are people now testing products and apparently there's a there's a way you can tell if something is actually live resin or if it's just highly turpinated distillate oh. and you can see in lab testing you know the wow. difference and stuff wow. and so I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. so
0: cool. I think all, like, testing for everything should be, you know, readily available to all consumers.
2: And I think consumers will care about this in the years to come. They're going to ask, how was this product cultivated? Yeah. You know, not just indoor, outdoor, greenhouse, whatever, but it's like, you know, I just learned about deep water cultivation today where what? it's kind of, like, solventless where, you know, you don't actually use any soil or, like, media. Um And, like, there's also the, um, what is it called, the hydroponic Uh with the fish, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's so many ways that people are cultivating cannabis. And I think Colorado was actually one of the um, first people to really focus on, like, regenerative Mm. practices and, you know, people talking about, oh, it's organic. You know, I said I used to work at Earthbound, like, Mm -hmm. from the consumer side. They were the, you know, the first people to really bring organic to farming. And and now imagine, like, (laughs) it's like that's this huge industry. but what's crazy to me is cannabis already is like has less pesticides just in terms of the testing that we do mm-hmm. than the food that we eat it is tested yes. more <laughs> oh my gosh than the food that we eat because when you think about like concentrating the cannabis and putting it in like a vape cartridge it still has to test in a lower pesticide to yeah. be able to be sold in a dispensary and so I'm a huge advocate for making sure when you buy something like you're buying it at a licensed dispensary because, yeah. you know, it's gone through that testing yeah. and really understand kind of like what you're getting. I, yeah. I just, I think there's just so much room for consumer, um, understanding, you know, when Vapegate was happening or whatever you want to call it, vape-mageddon, <laughs> ah, yes. um, I was actually working at Vapegate. Jupiter Research, which makes mm-hmm. C-cell hardware. And, um, you know, from the beginning, they have always made like really high quality hardware, you know, but you don't have to cut the oil that you put into their cartridges mm-hmm. with, propylene glycol or vegetable glycerin and so many people, you know, vape these products and they don't really know what's in it and so I always like, you know, I look at a package and I'm like I don't understand what some of this stuff means and you're not required to put a lot of that stuff on the package and so for me it's mostly, you know, actually talking to the manufacturer, the producer being like how is this cultivated? How is this manufactured? Solventless, right? Like wherever mm-hmm. possible and what does that actually mean? Like, isn't water a solvent? <laughs>
0: so true a great
2: point. <laughs> yeah. you know I'm just like but I would rather it be water than other things right you yeah. know
0: <laughs> that's so true well that kind of reminded me on a past episode we were talking about with all the fires and stuff there was so much ash falling that it hurt um heavy metals and yeah it brought yeah. a lot of heavy metals into cannabis and wine actually I know a yeah. lot of like Wineries had to like totally just throw away their harvest because they're like, we can't do anything with this. Yeah. But um, SK brought up an amazing point that, like, hold on, but we're breathing in that air. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're saying that, like, we can't smoke we it. We can't smoke it, but we're <laughs> yeah. like, who's regulating that we're breathing it in? No one. Like, <laughs> I mean,
2: this year, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I Smoke mean, taint I mean, is fire real.
1: just happened a, a week ago here, and yeah, we're yeah, coming we're off of the
0: Marshall fires in the Boulder County area, which was two miles away from my, oh my house gosh, here in yeah. Boulder. But yeah, you like living in California, mostly. Obviously, California sees so many wild, like forest you wildfires, know, whatever they're called. Technically, in that area,
2: it's it's really sad. I think that with everything we need to have a more like proactive approach oh, to this yeah. because what seems to happen in California is like every year it's like oh it's fire season again you know like we have to deal with these like consequences but it's like what happens in between fire seasons you know like are people actually able to do anything to kind of like prepare themselves. You know, these, a lot of um, cannabis farmers like lose their entire crop and like don't have insurance, right? Because oh my God. we don't have, we don't have access to that. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I mean, even, you know, like you were saying, like the, the wineries and all that stuff, it's just, it's so devastating because it's our vegetables. It's like our food. And then it's the air that we breathe. I remember there were a few days um, in 2020 when it already felt like the world was ending where the sun didn't come out. Like it was, oh I woke God. up and I'm like, yeah. where am I? What time is it? And people started the apocalypse <laughs> took pictures because it looked like it was like the sepia, like wow. those like old yeah. time oh photos. Yes. And it's just like, what are we doing to our planet? You know, And I think that all of this regenerative, you know, stuff that we're talking about, like sustainable packaging, it's like, how do we actually reverse some of the things we're doing, not speed it up, Mm -hmm. you know, because it, it devastates me. Like there shouldn't be a fire season every year. There shouldn't be, you know, these random fires that are so destructive, not only to our environment, but like to people's homes and people's lives. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And what can we do to, to pro like, to help, it not happen every year, you know? And I think the cannabis industry is so supportive of each other. Like we help each other out. A lot of times it will be like, you know, I lost my entire crop, you know, and I've heard the wine industry does this as well. And so there's a lot of, you know, support and help for each other. And that's Mm -hmm. the things that I love to see, but it's always like, does this have to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a way to stop this? Yeah. Are there practices
1: within the industry that are kind of what you would like to see in the future um, that are already happening, um, and what practices would you want to see just go away in in growing and packaging?
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, I think in general with like how I live my life, I I try to be like as natural mm-hmm. as possible and. You know, I think about how that's like kind of translated to the cannabis industry. There's just so many amazing growers, like Moon Maid Farms. Have you guys ever met Tina? No. Oh, no. she's a queen and you have to meet her. <gasps> but she, you know, I'll we'll does- get her on the pod. We would love yes. that. Yes. Oh, yes, you need her. Please. She, you know, is really focused on outdoor cultivation. She lives on her land. That's um, amazing. You know, she talks to the plants, like she plays music for them. I she, love like, that. really yes. believes in it. And her, every year, like, They're high potent, you know, it's like with the practices that she has using as many organic practices and, you know, personally tending to every plant, you know, not everybody can do that. And like, that's really hard to scale, Mm -hmm. but... It's like also just figuring out, you know, how do you put back into the soil what you're taking from it, right? Yeah. And so, I don't think a lot of people think about that, you yeah. know. And you can do it in a lot of ways like instead of using pesticides, you use cover crops. Um, you know, it, there's a Sonoma Hills farm, it was the first uh, certified organic farm um wow. in the country. Oh, it just happened okay. like a few months ago and I love wow. this because I missed that press release. Yeah, I'm like that yes. sounds like um, And you have to go do a tour. Like yes. you have to. But we're going, going back to Cali. Yes. So going back to Cali. Talk mm-hmm. about like normalization. So what they're doing and how they were able to do it is they have a vegetable garden, right? And so they partner with chefs like Tyler Florence and they get their vegetables on the, um, menus at his restaurants. And so when someone's eating at the restaurant, they're like Sonoma Hills farm, what's that? And then they look it up and it's like, it's a cannabis farm. It's in like the um, Petaluma, you know, area. And so, which is also like a new AVA for wine, I guess, Mm. but it's, it's just so fascinating because there's so many things that you can do that wine has actually done really well. And other, crop, um, vegetables have done Mm -hmm. really well that you can, like, this isn't new, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have, we're not like reinventing the wheel here. Centuries (laughs) of research about like how to do things right. What worries me the most is, you know, when these big kind of corporate giants come in, you know, and they really start to till the ground and and you're digging up all the nutrients and everything like that. Um, you know, it happens in farming. It happens in farming of flowers and farming of plants and vegetables and all that sort of stuff. But it's like how do we stop that from happening in yeah. cannabis? And how do we actually teach those industries how to do something better? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think
0: kind of But doesn't that mean there has to be like a cap on industry then? And then it's like, are we still a free market? So I don't I don't know about the cap. I, I think that there's it's good to have competition. Because that's like capital. When I think of like big scale, I'm just like capitalism.
2: I think that there's a way to regulate. And a lot of times we self-regulate, to be honest, Um, you know, with a lot of the things that we're doing, like the packaging is already crazy how many things you have to put on it, but you don't have to put a lot of the things that like food has to put on it, right? Like Um, and it depends state by state and market yeah. by market. And it just kind of blows my mind that not everywhere requires like nutrition facts mm-hmm. or an ingredient label Oh, or, yeah. you know, Seriously. And so I you do love going up. to different
1: States and seeing like, what are they doing here?
0: Where is
2: this? Yes. Where is that? And like, what and is it's this? like,
1: why
0: aren't the terpenes listed? But this is listed. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So terpenes are like my favorite thing to educate people. <laughs> yes. On I, yes, we have, we already, we keep this gold leaf medical reference card that has, Yes, all the terpene. Just for like quick, yeah. I'm sure you know them by like heart, but.
2: I think I have that actually. I'm obsessed.
0: I pull it out all the time. This is the one that I always go to, the terpene. Well,
2: what I think is crazy is that. You know, I'm explaining to my friends who work in wine or who work in food, like, what terpenes are. And I'm like... It's
0: like, shouldn't they already know about these? (laughs) Well,
2: but I think in the future, like, we will actually talk about, you know, our food and maybe even our wine, like, at this level, like... It just, it doesn't so cool. happen yet. And I think that's what cannabis can have like the legacy for mm-hmm. is like, if we can figure out how to do farming better, how to do cultivation better, how to do manufacturing mm-hmm. better, right? Like not using so many chemicals and, yeah. you know, And really- so much waste. And now time for a quick
0: commercial break on the weed maps app those who are 21 and up can order online for delivery or in-store pickup from local retailers you can also browse menus and look for deals in your areas to save on cannabis and you can get helpful notifications about price drops new product launches etc everyone please check out the weed maps app you can order it on your app store for iphone and android and stay high so have you heard of the Trichome Institute? I think so. With Max. interpening. Yeah, interpening. Interpening. Thank he's you. like wow. so Max Montrose is a guy in Colorado who it that's his company. So I like I bought his book and he has like a whole institute like classes you can take, but he basically says that um you should be classifying cannabis as like broadleaf marijuana or narrowleaf marijuana, like the whole sativa indica thing. <sighs> Obviously we know it's you know, very flawed, but like, he's just like, it should totally be taken out of people's word, like, you know, vernacular, there we go, the vernacular, yeah, yeah.
2: I know, I, I find that so many times when you go into a dispenser and you overhear someone like saying, oh, I, I really like sativas, I actually heard a barista say this, like the most PC way ever, and I love this, I'm totally gonna use this, she goes, what does that mean for you? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like I love that I'm totally gonna use that because like she's not gonna be like oh so it's like cerebral or it's like right. energetic like she's like what does that mean for you this is at a coffee shop yeah like, I love that's that. so cool because someone was like oh I want like my coffee like whatever and she's like really robust yeah what does that mean for you I yes like, I love that yeah because you don't
0: know if they're like oh I like it to energize me and be really uplifting because then we're thinking about okay that's probably you know what terpene is this like yeah this you know which is most like citrus terp like limonene yeah and other yeah that's what I'm
2: thinking but of I find that you know it's really difficult to have certainty and say like limonene no matter what brand or what product is going to always do this for me because you know True. it could be botanically produced it could be like cannabis derived like yeah it's it's hard to know and you don't have to put any of that on the package of course yeah right so like you're like every time I go to find something I want that kind of understanding of like what's going to happen to me and like we're definitely not there yet so
0: true but there are
2: a lot of products that have that consistency every time and you know i love that because i'm like if i want to feel happy if i want to feel sleepy right Mm -hmm. like i don't want to take that sleep gummy and have it like racing my heart and be up all night that's the last thing you want oh my gosh yeah but it's not foolproof like what works for me might not work for you might not work for you and Mm -hmm. i think that's where that question really makes a lot of sense it's like what does that actually mean for you I totally agree like um you know people ask me like are you more of a sativa person or an indica person and I'm like everything's a hybrid yes I literally <laughs> totally. oh my
0: gosh are we the same person I literally yes. say I'm like first of all everything's a hybrid, everything's a hybrid. <laughs> it can be sativa leaning or indica leaning if you prefer it's like yeah no yeah Yeah, that
1: vernacular is dead it's it's time for it to be over yeah yes and
0: I want to help people like you know get there and because I also don't want to make people feel like ignorant or be like no oh well I don't know what that means so I don't even want to get into cannabis like I thought I knew the sativa thing and like now I'm just you know well and what does that mean for you I love that
2: (laughs) there's like a right way I think to do it and like I haven't really seen many people be like shamed, I would say. Like and that's like the last thing I would ever do to anyone intentionally. But it is really sciencey. Like You it kind is. of have to be like a chemist to like really understand cannabis. And, oh, like, yeah. With all the cannabinoids, well, too. And mm-hmm. people are like, okay, so there's cannabinoids and there's terpenes and there's like flavonoids and there's like all these yes. words. And it's like, when was the last time you used these words? Like Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. your endocannabinoid system is such a new idea for so many people. Yeah. It's but like- it's also really interesting because there's a ton of like medical research that exists, like a lot of it coming out of Israel. Mm-hmm. And most of the world like pretends like it doesn't exist and it's like there's some really compelling evidence around like you know the endocannabinoid system and what it does and and Mm -hmm. really like how you can treat like certain diseases with certain strains and there's amazing work like happening it's just unfortunately you know in the US until we're able to actually like it's this past year you know a few more scientists got Um, licenses to study and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's just like we need to study this at a mass scale to really be understanding like what yeah we're consuming oh i
0: think cannabis and hemp can totally help us with the covid happening like did you see the study that came out that cbd basically like stops the virus from spreading basically like
2: I like wow. and I'm like, why isn't this being talked about more? Like You know, I think really it's because there's just so many lobbyists for like big alcohol. Literally big tobacco. And they big have so them, much money behind them. So much money behind them. But, you know, there's a lot of controversy around, you know, like Pfizer coming into the cannabis industry yeah. and you know, stuff like that. Because it's like, is it good when these like big companies come in? It makes me
0: worried. It <laughs> makes me
2: really worried because, you know, I don't want to be smoking synthetic cannabis in the future. Like Mm-mm, and no, you know, a you. lot of times these companies come in and say that's the only way you can scale. People today are scaling without making synthetic product. Like back in the day, hemp was grown everywhere, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like before the war on drugs, like before yeah. you know, all of the madness. It's, it's, like, it's like, like before all these Christopher soybean Fields were <laughs> hemp. It's- yeah, yeah. And you know what? Before
0: Columbus brought his ass people, here. <laughs>
2: people were healthier. Yeah. Like and it's, like, is that actual causation? I don't know. But, like, growing up around the plant, like, being exposed to the plant at a young age, like, kids who are lucky enough to, like, have parents who, like, cultivate, even yes. home grows and stuff like that. Oh, like, amazing. they have such a healthier relationship, like, oh yeah, with the other people in their life, mm-hmm. with creativity, with anger. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, I always say to people, I'm like, you know, you could either go to therapy or you could, like... Kind of have the plant beer therapy, yeah, because it really gives you kind of that deeper look at a lot of things that mm-hmm. you wouldn't see yeah. otherwise. It gives you a new through.
0: perspective, I totally think, and same with mushrooms as yes. well. Yes, <laughs> if we can talk about much, because I think cannabis and mycelium really need to come work together yes.
2: to. Save the planet, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's so many plant-based medicines that, you know, we're just starting to talk about. Um, You know, I think psilocybin has gotten a lot of attention over, you know, the past couple years is getting a ton of funding. A lot of the same people who are interested in cannabis are interested in psilocybin because, you know, there was this amazing study that just came out about how psilocybin can really affect depression Mm -hmm. and especially, you know, um, grief you know, like ketamine as well. Like a lot of people are doing, you know, Mm -hmm. doctor assisted ketamine trips Mm -hmm. for grief, which is really amazing. Um, and I think, you know, I think all about all of it is plant-based medicine. Like it's, you know, and, and should be kind of like used together. Um, and there's, you know, other plant-based medicines that are are not going to get you high in any way. And, You can take all of these in a microdosing fashion, Mm -hmm. you know, so I take uh, a microdose of psilocybin. It's been an interesting journey because when I started, um, there's pretty much two schools of thought that I've heard of. I don't know if you guys uh, prescribe to either one, but – or subscribe, I guess. (laughs) So um, there's – you take it five days on, two days off. Is this the dosing? We were literally just talking about – they she
0: yeah, SK did a we just bunch wrote of an research article, um
1: about this and there's a mm-hmm. lot of different protocols the Fadiman protocol the Stamets protocol Yes. Um, i do 4 days on
2: 3 days off um, 5 days on 2 days off just sounds more fun well but. so i started doing <laughs> 5 days on 2 days off and um, the product that i take is it's called microgen and um, you know it has like um ashwagandha and lion's mane and all this stuff and it really helps intensify my focus mm. and um, it's really funny because uh, everyone thinks I'm such a great multitasker and I say I actually I think I have ADD. I've never been diagnosed but <laughs> I use it to my advantage mm. and um, when I take psilocybin in a microdosing, like in the morning before I'm going to start my work day I can do like three or four things at one time Whoa. instead of just two things <laughs> and then I'm just also so much more creative mm-hmm. um, and I just feel like I can... Accomplish everything I need to by like noon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow. But so I started Wait, doing five where days. Do you, on, where do you get the? I need the. <laughs> oh, I'll hook you up. <laughs> um, so I, I do. I started doing five days on, two days off, and then I started doing the every seventy two hours, which is another protocol. Okay. Yeah. And then I was talking to an amazing doctor who actually um, does cannabis and also ketamine therapy, and she's based in Florida. Um, and you know, she said switch it up like one week do five days on two days off like the next week try 72 hours and then I got to a place where like I can actually I'm so responsive like to it I can just know when I have to take the next one so Whoa. I'm not even like on a regular schedule anymore intuitive dose intuitive oh dose yeah
0: nice wait this is incredible I need to be on this level <laughs> That's insane.
2: Well, and it's gotten to the point I where... I love this. Like, you know, I work I really I want closely. everyone to do this. <laughs> well, I work really closely with, like, the producers. I'm that type of person. I'm like, if I'm going to try something, I want to talk to the person who makes it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, from a nerdy perspective for sure, but I'm like, what is in this? At what level? Like, because I want to understand. And so, you know, I called the producer of my psilocybin and I said, hey, you know, I... This last batch, like, I didn't feel as energized. And, you know, he was like, oh, that's because I took the lion's mane out of that one, you know. And he's like, you felt that. Okay, cool. Like, I'm going to send you a new batch. Like, test this one and see what you think. Because it's it's really that sensitive when you actually use it intentionally. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the moral of all of the plant-based medicine is use it intentionally, right? So, like you said, even if I'm like, I want to have fun tonight – it's also probably like I want to release and relax my like social anxiety like when I go out and have fun or I want to like have like more of like a giggly time Mm -hmm. like because you know I'm trying not to be so serious all the time because I'm trying to be more like Betty White. (laughs) Yes (laughs) Yes. yeah but it like
0: helps us achieve these like goals or aspirations in our life. Yeah and this
2: whole kind of perception of like the stoner or these people who are really lazy. I'm like, I don't know anyone like that. Everyone Seriously. I know, it's like they're doing 19 side hustles mm-hmm. and are killing it, you know, <laughs> and at the, still have kids and have mm-hmm. like, you know, all this stuff going on. And it's like, you guys are the lazy ones. Like, come join us. Like, yeah. see if you can hang and if you can make it because uh, like, I swear every single day I have a conversation with someone who works in this industry and they're like, this is the hardest thing I have ever done, and I love it so much. Like, yeah. I'm here for it.
0: Because there's no handbook. There's not, like, there's no book that says this is the way you have to do it. We're all just, like, figuring it out day by day.
2: Yeah, and I think that it's really hard to know who to trust. And So true. That comes back to um, to big circle back to our values. Like, my, our favorite yes. my favorite value right now of good people is delivering hope.
0: Because I think that's That's so
2: inspirational, but that's actually like what we do for our clients, because like you said, it's constantly putting out fires. Like people will call us and say, my manufacturer like went out of business or my distributor said I have to pick up all my product in a week. Like, what do I do? And it's like, hold, please. (laughs) We'll help you with that. You know, and like, it's not like, okay, like we're going to take 90 hours to like research this and get back to you. It's like, I'm going to call up. You know, the people within my network who yeah. I trust mm-hmm. and I know will help. And um, I think I felt like this past year at the the conferences, um, there was some younger people who were like new to the industry. And they said to me, like, if you could give us like one piece of advice, like, what would it be? And I was like, don't trust anyone. Not even me. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> what? I'm like, I love that. Because I think that's the biggest lesson is – And if people are telling you to trust them, it's like that's
0: even a bigger red flag. Like, trust me. Trust me. (laughs) Like,
2: no. Yeah. Like uh, saying something is one thing. Actions are something else. Yeah. Right? Like, so you hear all the time people are like, oh, you know, we made all this money. And I'm like, show me. Like, mm-hmm. do you have some financial reports? Like, I want to see that because yeah. I think that- Let's there's see this, that gross and net profit. Exactly. <laughs> there's this perception that, you know, these cannabis companies are just taking it to the bank. And I'm like, when you really look under the tent, there's, you know, four founders that are killing it. And it feels like it's an 800 person company and they're achieving as much as, you know, a pharma company that has 800 employees. But- they're doing it because they believe in what we're doing and they care about it and they care about the patients. Yeah. And like, that's what gives you the energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're probably microdosing so they can do four things at <laughs> once. Yes. Totally. But like, that's what you need to do. like, it's crazy to succeed in, in these industries and um, it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I,
0: I love it. I love that like every day is a new challenge and just, yeah, it's like, it's never the same and I can just consume in microdose like while doing my work and
2: not be concerned you know about what's, what's going to happen. Crazy about that though. Like I was just telling, um, you know, you guys earlier, like I had to take a drug test and I yes. think that's like so interesting is I, I haven't personally had to take a drug test like the whole time I've been in the cannabis industry, but um, you know, what's weird is that there's still a lot of like federal programs like Mm -hmm. workers comp Mm -hmm. so like if you get hurt at work and you work for a cannabis company and you go to the hospital the first thing they're gonna ask you is like did you get hurt at work and you're like yes they have to give you a drug test and so it's, it's wait I did not know that yeah and it's like it's really confusing for that employee they're like so, like, do I say I got hurt where I work? Like, I'm going to fail this drug test. Like, what's going to happen to me? Yeah. So, like, these are the things that you learn, which are, like, oh that's crazy that, like, in this industry, when this is, like, your medicine, that you, you know, you can't even yeah. get drug tested because you're going to get in trouble maybe. yeah. Like, so that, I mean, is
0: crazy. Well, and when there's, like, state-issued medical cards, too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, it's like, hold on, I have a card that says this is... Medical use, and now you're saying it, it's a drug. Yeah, that I wasn't supposed to be used. Like it makes no it's sense. So
2: confusing, and also just like the disagreement between like the federal and the states. Like I was, we were gonna ask you what What, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think the future of the industry looks like? <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting talking to so many people all over the world, like every day, mm-hmm. and it could happen in the U.S. in like. 5 months or 5 years, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that all of us are hoping that it happens sooner, but I also don't think we want to rush it because we want to make sure it's done right. Yeah. And the right now every single state is so different in terms of its regulations mm-hmm. and so different. So different, <laughs> and I mean the products and so if we were to go federally legal like tomorrow, it's not like all of a sudden all of our problems would be fixed, right? Like, there's a lot of steps to get there. Like, safe banking. Like, talking about doing cash pickups, you know, it's funny and it's, like, kind of laughable. But it's, like, that's a serious... It's so dangerous. ...issue, yeah. So dangerous.
0: Anyone could just try to rob you at gunpoint Mm -hmm. at, like, any
2: time, any place. I mean, that alone is a huge barrier to this ever being, you know, federally legal. And obviously like the bill has been, you know, passed back and forth and it's like okay, it's finally going to happen and then, you know, we're still waiting, right? Mm-hmm. So it got taken out or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, you know, even if federal legalization was to happen today, it's like we have to figure out things like interstate commerce. That's know? what, yeah. And make sure that we're protecting, you know, some of these like smaller um you know craft companies and and not by like eliminating Mm -hmm. competition and stuff like that there there is room for both we've done this in other industries you know beer like it's like there's these master like huge brewing houses and then there's craft brewing and yeah i think it always comes back around you know so like even if today it's like you know big pharma comes in and they do big cannabis right <laughs> it's like there's always going to be a place for that craft grower and consumers are going to demand it mm-hmm. you know so i wouldn't be worried i wouldn't sell out you know um just to kind of survive <laughs> my favorite thing that i said all my clients right now i'm like surviving is winning yeah <laughs> surviving is winning right now like if yeah. you can survive You are going to make a difference in this world. And that's all that matters. Yeah.
0: So true. Well, these are just the little tiny issues we want to solve (laughs) in our world today. Just a few tiny
1: things. (laughs) Really quickly. Yeah. um, I'm like,
0: I want to go forever, but we should probably wrap up soon. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Just really quickly. What are the other three values of your
2: company? Just so we can kind of, we'll smush it I knew you were going to ask me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So equity now. Um so you know something that's been really important to me is the balance of like female and male mm-hmm. um and so i think you know when you define equity obviously like the first thing that comes to mind is racial equity and we there's so much room for improvement in that in oh, the yeah. cannabis industry i mean the war on drugs was a racial war. Like, let's, yeah, you know, yeah. put it out there. I, I think that there is so much that I can learn from people who have been in the industry, who have served time in prison, mm-hmm. you know, for cannabis possession, are still serving time in prison for cannabis possession. This is insane. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to be um, a conduit to help, you know, racial minorities, BIPOC founders. Um. But, you know, on the female front, what's really interesting is that um, – you know, cannabis was actually, cannabis is a woman, one, yes, right? Mary Jane. Uh-huh. Um, but also a lot of the original cultivators were women and are women. And I think that, you know, as more and more kind of big business investing comes in, it, it becomes less so. And how do we stop that from happening? How do we keep it equitable? And so a big uh, vision of good people is that it's always at least 50% women. Um, Amazing. And so, You know, in everything that we do, in the clients we work with, in, you know, what we're able to achieve. Like, that's really, really important to us. Um, And then um, Delivering Hope, Equity Now, Um, there is one that is Creating Change. So Creating Change is about destigmatizing cannabis, basically, which is, um, you know, the most important thing Mm -hmm. out of all of this. Like so many people are in the industry for money, unfortunately, you know, and you can tell, like the first chads, totally, (laughs) and you know, it's it's not even just like a male thing. Like let's put it out there, right? There's a lot of people who see opportunity and they come into the industry and. They're not going to be in it for the long term because you have to work really, really hard. It's mm-hmm. not just like you're going to – unless you're really lucky, you're yeah. going to make, you know, a few million overnight um, or you're breaking some laws, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. Okay, so value. And so, what we like to say about this is we value the plant. Yes. Because we not only see its benefits for, you know, actual like consumption for, you know, these medical reasons and stuff like that, but actually being able to heal our planet. And I think that's where I really want to spend a lot of time and attention this year is, you know, in getting retribution for a lot of the cannabis criminals, right? So there's, like, that whole social, like, element, but also the environment. Like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we were talking about Um, you know, hemp is, like, a really sustainable building material. Yes, hempcrete. We're trying to get someone on to talk about,
0: like, hempcrete and the powers of hemp. But I also heard recently that, like, um, industrial hemp is a great, like, crop rotator because Mm -hmm. it um, gives, like, nitrogen back into the soil, I think. Yes.
2: Like, this is the type of stuff that, like, we need to be studying and, like, implementing Mm -hmm. and then teaching, you know, other industries. But... Yeah, like, Like, why aren't the the, soy and corn farmers, like, in the clothing industry, like, subsidies? Yeah. Government subsidies. That's why. Wow. Yeah, I know. And it's it's just, like, so broken. It's like, how can we heal the world? Like, this plant and we have to change our systems, too. Totally. But we can, and, you know, other countries are. Doing it, um, you know, Portugal decriminalized yeah. like all, you know, mm-hmm. drugs. Like in Oregon too, thank yes. you, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Colorado is really progressive, you know, with a lot of things here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, California is so broken. <laughs> I would well. One last Truly,
0: sorry, yeah. I, I just yeah. One last question I have too is like, how do you see the legacy market, um, you know, still having an effect or impact on? the legal market in California.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, I talk about this with people all the time too, right? So it's like you're not really giving people a path to becoming legal. It's like saying to someone, hey, you know, like, we arrested your whole family, you know, like 10 years ago, but, like, come out into the light now. You're safe. Like, trust us. Yeah. You know, and so there's, like, some PTSD, I think, like, from that element, Mm -hmm. but also – the taxation and, like, we just had a recent increase, you know, in, like, the taxes and stuff. And it's just, like, if I can sell this, like, in the legacy market, you know, and I don't have to, like, be subject to all these taxes and everything, like, why would I get into that market? Yeah, Having a path to really making it um, equitable and fair for people and and giving them not just the words but actually the actions. Like, we will protect you. Yeah, We will make sure that, you know, your craft farm is not going to – you know, get um, totally taken over. It, it's it's really kind of scary to see, you know, some of these markets like, you know, New York coming online and it's like, how do we fix what went wrong yeah. in California with social equity? How do we fix what went wrong with the legalization, right? And getting some of these legacy operators into the, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, the legal market. But um, a lot of the, like, Uh, legacy market California cannabis is actually sold in New York. And so every time a new state Mm. becomes legal – they lose a market to sell. Yeah. The right. br- the bridge customers is someone, Aaron Shaw was. Which is another push for federal legalization if it's done correctly, right? right? And if it's done equitably yeah. and fairly. And, you know, I just, I hope that we can learn from like what hasn't gone well. Like, yeah. you know, I, I love seeing, you know, the racial diversity in New York, the the interest to want to kind of, you know, like have that bodega mentality that's so big in New York and like really keep what's true. And like, can we actually culture Yeah. Can we learn a lot about that Mm -hmm. from what they're doing and focusing always on, you know, the people, the environment, like the long-term impact of what we're doing. Like we want this industry and this planet to survive past all of our lifetimes and into our next, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. I, I don't know. We can I think cannabis and, and plant based medicine can help.
0: You are so insightful. Thank you a million times for coming on the podcast. I am a lifelong
2: learner. I I love to learn like every day. I just, (laughs) I'm learning so much. I just want to follow you around
0: and hear all of your conversations.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fly on the wall, please. Anytime. We just do an earpiece. (laughs) Anytime. I'm now your shadow. (laughs) Well, you will definitely, you're invited back always. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Gabby Pavelko or goodpeople.work. Um, we'll link it in the show notes too. <laughs> yes. um, and email me, call me, text me. Like I said, I you know I love talking to people in this industry. I love learning and I love sharing. You know um, whether it's information or products. So yes, yes, it's the best. Um, but yeah, reach out to me. I encourage people you know to like come visit and like you know let's go see a facility you know yes I, until you really get in and understand like these producers these cultivators like what their passion and like their driving force is like you don't enjoy the products as much yeah I totally agree thank you again for bringing such thank insight you. and
0: knowledge here today this is gonna be such a great episode <laughs> yeah, this is so great thank you so much. I can't wait to hear it yay all right stay high everyone <laughs>